So then Jesus told them quite plainly, Lazarus is dead. For most of us, that's the last word. There is nothing else to say. We reach out and we hold on to our family or to our friends who are with us. We cry at our loss. We look for words to say, words that will bring some sort of comfort to others and for ourselves, something to hold on to. Theirs had been a contented home. They had everything a family could possibly need, a roof over their head, food to eat. More than that, there was love there, and that meant their home was a welcoming place, and not only for family, but for friends, and for one friend in particular, the teacher, Jesus. But now home can never be again what it once was, because the beloved brother Lazarus is dead. And sadness, darkness, despair, like a chill wind waft in, like uninvited guests with the words, Lazarus is dead. Their home had always been the place where people would gather to talk and eat. Open door hospitality is what you could expect to find at that little house in Bethany. Jesus always felt at home there. They were his friends, the brother Lazarus, who, like some of his other followers, always seemed to have questions. The sister Mary, who sat at his feet, eager to hear what he had to say. And the sister Martha, who was the best cook around. Jesus went there often with his disciples. But all is changed now, because Lazarus is dead. We don't know what caused his death, we don't know if he suffered, but we know it must have been serious. His family must have feared that death was close when they sent the message to Jesus, perhaps phrased so as to appeal to his close friendship with them. Lord, the one you love is sick. Perhaps their underlying hope was that he would drop everything and come and cure him. After all, they knew him. They knew what he could do. He had done it for others, for strangers. He would surely do it for one he loved. But surprisingly, Jesus didn't drop everything. Instead, he delays his journey by two whole days, knowing that Lazarus would already be dead. And indeed, by the time he arrives, Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. Also, Jesus said something that has echoes of the story we heard last week of the man born blind about looking instead for what God can do in this situation. This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. And although his own life is under threat, he still makes a journey to be with the family who means so much to him. As the story unfolds in the Gospel of John, we hear of the desolation that Lazarus' death caused to Martha and Mary. Mary wouldn't even leave the house. And while they had sympathetic people round them, the one they wanted to be with them most was not there. Jesus, their friend and friend of Lazarus, was absent. And when he finally came, Martha immediately, immediately ran to him, while Mary remained at home, still trying to find her bearings to understand this new reality, waiting for something familiar, for his presence. And only when her sister tells her that he's back does she go to find him. And for both, their faith, though knocked, battered and bruised, still enabled them to blurt out this belief. 
that Jesus could have prevented this death. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. The desolation experienced by Martha and Mary is one many of us have experienced. We know how Martha felt. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Isn't that the natural cry of grief and pain? Lord, where were you when we needed you? If you had just responded when I called out to you in my pain, in my loneliness, when I was struggling, when I was afraid... And it's not just individuals, but whole peoples like those of Ukraine, as they talk about the fear and violence and death they are experiencing. Lord, if you had just been here. John in his gospel tells the story of Jesus ever growing battle against the power of death, confronted and responded to in many ways. The death of prejudice, a woman at a well, ostracised by her community through Jesus, finds the acceptance she has been longing for and new life begins. The death of exclusion, a man blind since birth after a lifetime of social and religious exclusion, is healed and welcomed by Jesus and new life begins. And now Jesus faces death head on when he learns Lazarus is dead. And his first reaction John puts it simply, Jesus wept. Not tears of regret at things not done, things not said, but tears because he saw the suffering of the people and the pain death causes. Jesus wept because those he loved wept. But perhaps Jesus also wept in part because of sorrow, not only about the death of his friend, but from the lack of faith shown by those around him. John's Gospel tells us he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. There was an intensity to his reaction. So perhaps Jesus not only wept with, but also wept for, just as he would weep over Jerusalem. The stage was now set for him to visibly prove his claim to be the resurrection and the life. This would be the death of death. Suddenly, Jesus was ordering the stone be rolled away and lifting his voice to God, give thanks to God the Father for always hearing him and recognising that what was about to happen was so that the people standing there would believe that he was sent by the Father. Then in a loud voice, he calls Lazarus come out and all at once Lazarus was before them, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. There doesn't follow a chapter where they all sit around and discuss Lazarus' life after death experience. Because Lazarus' experience isn't the point of the story. Jesus' ability to transform death to life for those who hear him call is the point. It was a sign of things to come, a pointer to the empty tomb of Easter morning and the ultimate triumph over death. It's a promise of new life to those who follow, not just here and now, though that is part of it, but life eternal. We might not fully understand how it can be, but thankfully it is not reliant on us being able to fully understand it. It rests solely with Christ, the one who alone can say to Martha and to us, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. 
and whoever lives by believing in me will never die.